Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Now, I do want to talk about the vaccine and the rollout of the vaccine. Um, <clears throat> the Cabinet is set to meet again today to discuss the report, our report detailing uh, the sequencing of groups receiving potential COVID-19 vaccines with those in care homes, obviously first on the list. Uh, the first COVID-19 vaccines, as I mentioned already, on the island of Ireland was set to take place this morning, which it did. Uh, and uh, the first in Northern Ireland, again, uh, you heard there, Joanna Sloan, 28 years of age. Uh, she's responsible, by the way, for the vaccine rollout as power in the Royal Victoria Hospital, so that's why she was given it. Uh, those obviously responsible for giving the vaccine jab will obviously be first on the list because obviously they have to meet people every day and give them the jab. Um, the first recipients will be the team of 800 plus vaccinators. Stocks of the vaccine uh, arrived in Northern Ireland on Friday, having the first uh, come through Dublin, have first come through Dublin Port. Remember, it has to be kept at minus 70 degrees. Now, the proposals of the government will look at the outline. The first group of the vaccines uh, for vaccines would be adults over the age of 65 who live in long term care facilities. OK, we all agree with that. Care homes. Um, this will be followed by frontline health workers who have direct contact with patients. This is what is expected to come from the government, by the way. They haven't announced this officially yet. Uh, third would be people over the age of 70 with a system worked out for those in the older end of the bracket are prioritised uh, above those who are younger. Now, after that, the suggestion, uh, that's because I imagine, you know, they may give more priority, I suppose, to those in the teaching profession, service industry, retail, and finally down to the last sectors, maybe, you know, those with less contacts who are not working or children or whatever, right? You can imagine, anyway, when I read this yesterday, I took to Twitter, I put my own opinion up, and I said, once again, logic plays no role in the vaccine order or priority. How many frontline workers, is the question I'm asking, are actually over the age of 65? And are any great risk, apart from maybe getting a little bit unwell, from COVID-19? Very few while the over-65s who are actually at risk of dying have to wait their turn because they're not in a care home. And I basically said the government are going to get this wrong again. And so we were talking about the order of priority. And what I said on Twitter, and what I believe should be the order of priority, should be people in care homes and institutions. And that includes prisons, by the way, too, because obviously those people are in the same place and can't get out. Not that people care too much about people in prisons because they've done something wrong. Morally, we don't care. Elderly at home, I believe, should be next. So those who are elderly, who are cocooning and isolating and who want the vaccine, absolutely. Vulnerable people with underlying conditions. Those who are, again, vulnerable from underlying conditions should be third on the list. Then, I believe, the frontline workers, the majority of whom would be under 65 and wouldn't have uh, underlying conditions, including health workers, should get it. Then let's move on to food processing, teachers, retail workers, and all other workers. And then finally, let's get to people who would be at home, maybe the who don't work, because they would have less contacts. And children will be last on the list. Although I know a lot of children have already got uh, flu vaccines and stuff like that. Probably easy enough to give them to them in school anyway, if, they, if that's what they wanted to do. Uh, and I, by the way, I always, and I, I put a caveat into all this, right? All this should be done by consent. I, I am very pro-vaccine. Uh, again, with this vaccine, like everybody else, I'd be cautious. Uh, but all vaccines should be given by consent. Never, ever be mandatory. So you should never force anyone to have a vaccine. It's in our constitution, you can't anyway. But anyway, getting back to it, is it right to give frontline workers priority over the elderly? Because that's exactly what they're saying. That's the, the message I'm getting for this. So frontline workers get it first, then the elderly at home. People in care homes get it first, then frontline workers, then the elderly at home. Whereas I believe it should be the other way around. It should be care home people, then elderly over the age of 65, then the frontline workers. I understand frontline workers are with sick people every day, 
But if we vaccinated the vulnerable and the sick people first, well, then we wouldn't have to worry about the, you know, healthcare workers being with them because they're not going to pass anything on to them. Just a thought. But then again, that's logical, isn't it? It makes sense. We, and our government very rarely ever makes sense. I want to text 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Is it right to give the vaccine to frontline workers before you give it to the elderly over the age of 65 at home? Let me know what you think. Eddie, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Eddie? Not too bad, Mark. How are you? I, I, I'm trying to get my head around... The, well, first of all, Eddie, will you be getting the vaccine? I won't, no. no. Personally, you won't, no. I won't, no, because I'd be like, well, one of the... Your, your, your phone is a bit muffled, Eddie. Can you... I don't know, you're speaking to a weird Sorry, can you hear me better? I can hear you now, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'd be like one of the pro- approximately 90% of people who this virus won't affect in any major way whatsoever. So uh, I fail to see the need. Well, their argument is is that you're not just doing it for yourself, and I'm giving you the argument they will give you, that you're doing it for others. So although it may not affect you because you're in the category that will be least at risk, but you can still get a virus and pass it on to somebody who may be more at risk. So by taking the vaccine, they're saying, you know, we could create a herd immunity and rid the world of the damn thing in the first place. Oh, we can create herd immunity by allowing the virus to just run its course. Well, you, could, well you could do that too, but, yeah. you, you, but, you, but you risk more casualties doing it that way. Well, no, not if you, as, as everybody else has said, not if you shelter the people who are at risk, um, who, as you said, uh, under... Under normal circumstances, you would imagine they'd be the people to be given the force if there was that much risk. Well, I, well, I would have imagined so. The people that most at risk would be, would be the ones that should get it first, but I, I, well, of dying, obviously. I haven't checked the numbers lately, but didn't uh, the last time I did check, there was around nine thousand members of the HSV or what they call frontline staff have already uh, caught COVID. So um, you'd imagine that uh, they don't need it. They've got antigens. They T cells now immunity. So, and I, I think what five or six people in in the whole world have recaught it. Well, so a lot, a lot of people it. would be T cell immune anyway. A lot yeah. of people would have already got it and m- most likely not get it again. Although you know there has been four or five people in the world got it a second time. Not something that we talk about really, to be honest with you. Um, and I understand, but we don't know. The problem is you don't actually know who's immune without testing everybody for antibodies. That well, would be and that would yeah. be a, you know an administrative nightmare in itself. Well, uh, to a degree it would be, but um, Slovakia managed to do a fairly large percentage, almost, I think it was uh, upwards of 80% of our population within a couple of weeks. You know, antigen testing, antigen testing is... Uh, you mean antibody testing, antibody testing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the same thing. Yeah, that, that, that's um, a fairly good indicator. It may not be the 100%, but then again, neither is peace at all. So, okay, so okay, so the the point is you you won't be getting it. So, but okay, okay, you won't be getting it. That's fine. That's your choice, right? Yep. And I would never force anyone to get it. Although they may put restrictions on people who don't get it. I, although they can't under the constitution force you to get it, but they may say, well, you can't go to a big gig or a football match, or you can't get on a plane. Well, that's that's uh, under the constitution. That would uh, that would uh, contravene the Equality Act. Would it well, it, well, it may. I I I would I, I'd be interested to see if someone will take a case that basically says, well, if you don't get it, you're going to be treated like a second-class citizen. Well, that's, that's what they're talking about. Well, not not everybody. Some of them just want to, to sugarcoat it for the moment, you know, to, okay. to, to forces all Okay, well, well, the, the other question I was going to ask is, well, then, who gets it first, if indeed those who want it, okay? Who well, you... personally, as I said, your researcher there, I'd like to see every politician. Not every politician, because some of them are fairly decent, but I'd like to see the, the ones who have uh, closed down their economy for the last... 
six or seven well, months. Well, most of them have already said they'd get it. I mean, Leo said he'd get it. Michal said he'd get it publicly. Yeah. They said they'd get it publicly. Say, give it to them and then let's see. Because uh, let's see if they're all alive in a few weeks. Exactly. Well, haven't, haven't <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> no, they've admitted that the long-term effects are going to be established by the people who take this vaccine. Of course. So, well, of course, you know, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> well, phase four, that's phase four of the trials. Uh, phase four of any trial, of any vaccine, is to give it to the general that's public. Only, that's only when you've gone through all the proper phases. Yeah. And, and, okay, so you, 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 do you think it's... is you, The reason behind this idea, do you believe it's rushed or something? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's rushed. That, that goes without saying. Something that takes 10 years doesn't just automatically because you get loads of people working on it change... Well it, do, well, it does. Well, it does help when you've more money and more people working on it. Well, they, they, how long have you been working on um, coronavirus since two thousand and fourteen? No, two thousand and nine. Wasn't that the, the well, the swine flu? Yeah, the swine flu. They and then, yeah, but that vaccine was taken off the market, and we know why. Yeah, know. yeah, exactly. And that one was tested. Well it, would, well, it would have gone through clinical trials, et cetera, et cetera. And sadly, yes, some people did end up uh, getting narcolepsy. Uh, now, thank a very small amount of people, but enough to be concerned about. Yeah, true. Yeah, even though at the time when they gave it to us and they knew about it, uh, they already knew about the narcolepsy and we still told everybody here say so. Uh, yeah, but the, but the point was, it's not like they tried to hide it. It was taken off the market. Yeah, but only after telling us it was safe. Yeah, I know. Well, I, well, but I mean... The way I look at it is, and I, I, I'm not anti-vaccination, I'm very pro-vaccination, generally speaking, right? And pro-safe vaccination, I think would be fair to say, right? Yeah, that, that would be and, fair, and, yeah. And, you know, vaccinations, for anybody who denies it, I don't know why they would deny it, have saved billions of lives over the last, you know, 60 or 70 years. Well, and I, I'm not going to deny for a minute no. that there has been cases where side effects have affected people. You know, yeah. and maybe possibly some people have died throughout the years. I don't know from different vaccinations, but it's extremely rare. When you take it, you have to look, you have to have the trade off and you have to weigh it up the benefits, the pros versus the cons. Well, then so let's weigh the benefits first on the cons, then, when you think that over 80% will have little to no symptoms. So, why would you? inject yourself with something that may cause you to actually Absolutely, and I I get you. From a selfish point of view, I could say exactly the same thing. I don't need it. I'm under 65. The chances are, worst case scenario, I get a bit of a cold, right? That's, you know, really, I'm being realistic, right? Under the age of 65, it's no more dangerous to me than probably the flu, right? Under the age of 65. Over the age of 65, there's a bit more risk. As you get older, a lot more risk. So, the point of you getting vaccinated, and this is again what the scientists will argue, although you might not want it or might not need it, the point of you getting vaccination is to protect others. So, then they'll give them the vaccine, these others that need the protection. Well, they, they will, but the thing about it is that some people can't get a vaccine. There are very few people in the, the general population that will be... Well, I mean, you, 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 yeah, well, you take people, for example, who have very low or, um, or immune uh, suppressed at the moment, people who are on cancer treatments. Now, I don't know, yep. I'm not a doctor, but I, I imagine many of those people won't be able to get the vaccine. Um, or won't be able to get some vaccines. I don't know what vaccines they can and can't get if you've got a very low immune system at the moment. So, you know, you're, other people are doing it to protect those people as well. There is there is an element where we can't be selfish either, Eddie. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, well, no, I don't think so. No. Why should my behaviour be dictated to by people? Well, no, it shouldn't be. No, I no, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying we should ever force you to do anything you don't want to do, and I, I would never agree but, with that, but, that's, but that's the idea of it. That's why you get this argument that that emotionally uh, blackmailed into thinking that by not doing something you may cause the death of somebody else 
Okay, we just have a quick quick listen to this here. Just a comment coming here on WhatsApp. Well, if the old Eddie there doesn't want to get get the L vaccine, you know what to do with Eddie? I hope he never gets into a pub. I hope he never gets into a football stadium. I hope he never gets on a flight. I hope he never goes on holidays because that's what's going to happen to him. He'd be left behind with no vaccine. That's where he'll be left behind, Eddie. Well, what do you want to say to that? You'll be left behind, Eddie. Um, sorry. Um, I don't, first of all, I don't care what he thinks. He's a bit of an idiot. Uh, I don't go to pubs. I don't drink. Uh, I look after myself. I, like, how do you... I, by the way, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to encourage you to do it. I, you know, I'm, I'm just giving you the, the alternate argument. Do you know what I mean? If you, if, no you don't wanna, if you don't want to take like it, you saying, don't take it. That's it's, your it's, choice. That's like saying... I shouldn't drive my car in case I ever somehow manage to run somebody over. Yeah, so well, we, yes, well, yes, and no. We, we, the government, you know, the, and those in charge tell you, Eddie, drive your car, but listen, you must drive it at a certain speed. You must wear a seatbelt. You must have a tax and insured. So yeah. there, there is, yeah. there is rules and regulations to driving a car. Just like there's somewhat rules or moral rules and regulations to being alive uh, no, and protecting not. others. But do, do you not believe, as a society, that we have a responsibility to other people in society? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, like if you had a really bad flu tomorrow, for example, you're not going to go into work and start sneezing on all your mates. If you have a really bad flu, there's no way you're going into work. This is the thing. Well, you don't go into work. Yeah. No, but I'm just going to say, if you had a bit of a cold and you went into work, you're not going to start sneezing on everybody. You know what I mean? Before COVID even came along. You know, oh, yeah, it would be a bit irresponsible. Yeah, so the point is, we do have a responsibility to other people in society. And, and I do understand your concerns. It concerns me, for example, that the, the government uh, and the British government as well are indemnifying Pfizer. You know, why are you... De- well, obviously, they, they, well, they envisage that there will be some problems. Yeah, so they know there will be problems. Well, well, yeah, but I mean, but in saying that, again, I have to go with the balance. And, you know, if we're saving a lot of lives versus, sadly, you know, say one or two people might get some sort of side effect. Oh, no, no. But there, so there has to be a trade-off, doesn't there? People, should we not be caring for them as much as we should? For well, we can't care. Yeah, but you can save everybody in the world. Uh, exactly. Okay, well, well, do me a favour. Stay there for a second. It's just like saying, for example, we could save more people if we all drove at 10 miles an hour, but we, but we can't do that. So we drive at 60 and 80 miles an hour or whatever kilometres per hour, whatever it is.